Welcome back to the show, ladies and gents. I am one third of your host. My name is Tiffany E. And on behalf of Alexis and Nicole, welcome back to the show. So this week we have a bit of a lost episode. We had some rumor mills from last week that I thought would be pertinent to post up before I um do um the new episode for this week because it'll make more sense with some of the topics that you hear. So I hope you enjoyed the rumor mill from last week. This is this week's lost episode, this week's bonus episode. I hope you guys enjoy and I'll see you guys in there. So you rumors to go over and they're very quick. So I won't hold you and take maybe 10 minutes. So we're going to make this quick and you guys just give me your honest opinion. First thing that pops into your head. Are you ready? Mm hmm. Brock Lesnar is reportedly supposed to return to WWE for a SummerSlam. And if, if if they can get him to come back, he is supposed to be Drew McIntyre's opponent at SummerSlam. Oh, Jesus. Oh, not again. <laughs> now, they said... Orton was supposed to go up against Edge at SummerSlam, and that was supposed to be the big SummerSlam match. And that match was supposed to be lined up with Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar's match. But now that Edge is out of the picture, they have to give Orton something to do while they try to figure out what they're going to do next. Is that why they got him feuding with Big Show? For Extreme Rules, yes. Now, Lesnar isn't in the country, I believe. Rumor is that he's out of the country. So, they're going to need to find a new opponent for McIntyre for Survivor for SummerSlam, or they may end up going with McIntyre versus Orton at SummerSlam. I'd I'd rather see Orton versus McIntyre. I agree. Just so, well, you have your reasons why you want to see Drew on your TV. Uh, But I just, I don't want to see Brock. He doesn't need to come back. He needs to stay wherever the hell's at. If he's retreated into his mountain, the cave he lives in to the mountains, so be it. Someone just make sure that he gets fed every other day or we're going to have an issue on our hands. (laughs) And, um, I, I, I know Brock because honestly, I was actually okay with Brock being there, not showing up for that because of the COVID-19 outbreak that we've gotten, and that's why he didn't show up for work. Right. It was like the one time I'm not mad at him for saying, no, I'm not coming. Yeah. Um, I don't blame him at all for that, but I don't want him back on my TV, like, ever. Me either. Can we just get a petition started that fucking Brock Lesnar never comes back on TV? <laughs> Nicole, what do you what do you think? Um, I don't I don't hate Brock Lesnar that much. I just don't feel like seeing him. Um so honestly, I mean if it's a chance a one off chance just so they can have a match at SummerSlam, it's whatever. I'm not horribly upset by it. It's what needs to be done. Um, I mean, that's all. I don't really have any feelings about it, honestly. I'd rather see Orton versus McIntyre at SummerSlam than to see that. 
That's, that's not a lot. That's a lot of work for Randy. You can't be having him in two different feuds. Well, he's, he's only doing this like with he, uh, the way they with said Ed, it would work out. He likes him. <laughs> Randy's feud with Edge will be postponed until they can, till they get a clearance that Edge can wrestle again. Which means that he won't be ready by SummerSlam. I don't think Edge is going to be ready by SummerSlam. That is a short amount of healing time for one person. And even John Cena doesn't heal that fucking fast. So he's not going to be ready. At best, he'll be ready probably Hell in a Cell. And even then, they're going to take a lot of precautions because they don't want him to get re-injured again. So he's not going to be ready. It's going to be Edge versus McIntyre at SummerSlam. That's where it needs to go. I don't want to see Brock Lesnar going up against McIntyre again. We saw it once. It was fine. We don't need to see it again. You don't need to repeat anything. I don't care if you get a little boost in ratings because his meat-headed, Lego-headed ass is there. I don't give a shit. Don't, don't do it. Find a way to make your super superstar worthy of being seen on television. You've done it before. Do it again. Going to move on to the next rumor. Kyrie Sane is reportedly set to retire. She's leaving WWE and she's headed back to Japan as soon as travel clearance is clear. Now, he said that this has been a long time coming. Kyrie had already informed WWE that she was leaving and going back to Japan with her husband. They have known since before May. What do y'all think about Kyrie Sane's possible retirement? Um, I'm not surprised. This is something that we've been hearing about for forever now. We've been hearing how Kyrie Sane it was not most likely was not going to re-sign with WWE because she wants to go back to Japan for one more bout and then be done. Um, also, there's smaller rumors surrounding it that she might not even be able to do her bout in stardom because of her concussions, which, again, like, that's something that we don't have confirmation. Um, I'm, ha- and ho- I'm hoping she can do her stint in Japan, um, but I completely understand. It's like, you know what? I'm, I, did, I did what I want to do. Um, the good thing is, yes, her time on the time roster, on the on the time roster, on the God, I'm getting tired. On the main roster, was it ideal at some point? She still had a really great um, tag team run. Yeah. With um, with Oscar and even being paired with Oscar, because in my opinion, Oscar is one of the best wrestlers in the world. I agree. But she had a really great NXT bout. Before Shayna, she was the only two-time um, NXT Women's Champion. That's true. Mm-hmm. So, and then she always looked amazing in the Mae Young Classics, and then all of her, everything that she did in stardom before this. So that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm hoping she can do this last run because she deserves that. But even though she did it, she hasn't, you know... And she had a good career. Right. And it's not like she just started. She's been doing this since, what, she was 17 years old? Yeah. Um, it, it's a, 
I'm sad because you never want to see a wrestler not being able to to live out or not live out. That's a bad that's a bad choice of word. Um, to have the long career that you know that they can they should have. Um, in Kyrie's case, if this is due to maybe her and her husband wanting to start a family, more power to her. Um, if it's allegedly because of the concussions and she is looking out for herself so she can be around to be with her husband and her family if she starts one. Can't be mad at that because she's looking out for her own well-being. Um, just It kind of makes me mad because and I know I said it to you too, but it's just it makes me mad that this other concussion that she got was because of the way she was wrestling, like the way Naya was wrestling with her, if that makes sense. She was throwing Kyrie around like he was a damn doll, and Kyrie got fucked up again. She just came back from a fucking concussion. So let's turn around and give her another one. But I got my own problems with Mrs. Jack, and we can save that for a later episode. Um, but if she if she needs to retire. More power to her, and uh, wish her the best of luck, man. That's, that's all you can really say anymore. Okay, I am happy for Kyrie saying either way, and the reason why is because people change and life changes you. So if she has been able to come in and have a career that a lot of wrestlers still are trying to fight for. So the fact that she's a minority and she was able to do that speaks volumes to me. So good for Kyrie saying she was an entertaining superstar. If she decides to leave and go to Japan and finish out her career in stardom, then that's fine. I have no issues with that. I wish her well. And I hope she does great in stardom for her last leg of wrestling. Um, if she decides to stay, I hope WWE uses her properly and um, gives her at least an opportunity to have the title. And then if Kyrie decides to leave, then so be it. I'm happy either way. I was able to see her in her in one of her best times. So if you really want to see Kyrie saying, go back on the WWE Network, watch the Mae Young Classic, watch her stints in NXT. It's up there. Is it sad? Yeah, but people have to do what's best for them. And that's just how I feel about it. So we're moving on to the next rumor. The Undisputed Era is reportedly having mixed reviews about their possible main roster call-up. Here's how this works out. According to the reports... The Undisputed Era are in an interesting position. There are contract offers on the table for long-term deals, which include call-ups, but not for all four members. Some of them don't like the idea of them moving up and leaving NXT. They want to stay in NXT. And, of course, there are a lot of people in NXT at the moment who don't want to leave, and this is no exception. So the deal is they do want all four members on one show, but all four members are not so gun ho about moving up to the main roster. 
I think they should move their asses up to the main roster. They're going to take them as a group, and they need to be used as a group. Is it going to be different from the regular NXT you're in? Sure. But this is WWE. This is what you signed up for. And if you can do the job in NXT, then you strap up your boots and you get your ass in the ring and do the job on the main roster. It's going to be different. It's going to be harder. The schedule is going to be rigorous. But is this not what you signed up for? Well, tell me what you think. We had this discussion a couple episodes ago. We did. Where um, we talked about how NXT stars are being called up to the main mm-hmm. roster. And they get, I don't want to say lost in the shuffle. They don't get used. Properly, once they're brought onto the main roster. And we've seen where they've taken some of the big stars, and and some of the stars just now are starting to get attention, or they're starting to get pushed on the main roster. Mm -hmm. I don't... I'm 50-50 on this, just because... Because we need something new to shake up the main roster, and I think Undisputed Era can do that. But at the same time, I understand where they're coming from, where it's like, well, why the fuck do we want to go to the main roster? Because we're just going to get shit on or forgotten, because look what they did to Sanity. They brought Sanity up. Everyone was behind Sanity. They did nothing to them, and then they quietly split them off and I don't want to see guys like Cole and everybody start go from being awesome on NXT to getting jobbed by Orton and all these other guys on SmackDown or Raw. I don't see that happening with Cole, but I can see that happening with Roderick Strong, unfortunately. So you're right. Yeah, I think, yeah, Roderick Strong is the one I have concerns and I've always said this Roger Strong is probably technically the best wrestler out of the four of them if you want to be completely technical but he just does not have the um, personality agreed and it's very unfortunate because I like Roger um, I do like what I do like about this story is that they seem like they're really changing up how they call people up when they're actually doing discussions and, you know, not just just fucking calling them up and like, here you go, fucker, <laughs> have at it. <laughs> um, they're actually having discussions with them and going over things and whatever, which is how they should be called up. Honestly, I just be the era. They're one of those people, and I don't like saying this. If someone calls up, they'll be fine. I'm not too too worried about them. Just keep them as a group. Just always keep them as a group. There's no reason to break them up. If you don't want, if New Day don't want to get broken up or is never going to get broken up, you can also do that to Undisputed Era. I agree. If if that's the case, okay. Let's let's do what Nicole says. Let's play devil's advocate a little bit, okay? So if your concern is, let's say Roderick Strong is the holdout. Leave Roderick in NXT. Send up Fish, O'Reilly, and Cole. Let Roderick hold the North American Championship again. 
make a run for the NXT championship again. If he gets it, great. Roderick can kind of build himself outside of Undisputed Era. Right? Then when he's ready or when he sees that things have gotten better on the main roster or he feels like he's ready to go up, he can go up. Right? But I still say there's there's nothing left for Undisputed Era in NXT. It will be a round robin circle. And for me, NXTs always work because at after time goes by, they rotate things out and they start to make changes. They don't stay stagnant forever. Talk to Johnny Gargano. Oh, fuck Gargano. That's the problem with the main roster is it's resting on its laurels all the time. With NXT, they're not afraid to take risks with other people. And that's what, that's that's their thing. That's their niche. And that's what makes it so good. If the main roster wasn't so busy, you know, worried about old feuds or just maintaining the course, they probably would have better reviews and better stories because they took a risk and they pushed the narrative. But they don't do that. And they don't rest on the fact that these guys are NXT. They've built a rapport with some people. They can do it with others. You've got to give them an opportunity. You have to give them a chance. And I know there are many opera there are many there are many shows of failures when it comes to how WWE presents superstars and then how they're wavering off. A good example of that would be Ricochet, of course, Shinsuke Nakamura, Alistair yeah. Black. Um, Finn Balor, major, major people, major stars on NXT. And then they got to the main roster and they had a strong push, sort of, or they got one and then they were fizzled out. And it was never really explained or never really gave you any type of story as to why they just kind of dropped them down. And that's what made things difficult for some superstars because they know that they're better than that. Cole is never going to be one of those guys that just gets dropped down in the mid-card. If he is in the mid-card, it's because somebody is holding the title and they don't want to push Cole at the moment. But he'll never be somebody who just gets lost. Fish and O'Reilly are a great tag team, whether you love them or hate them. And they work well together in terms of being heel tag teams and being that antagonist for whoever is champion. So they won't be pushed down either. They're going to be visible. They have to be seen. Roderick Strong is the guy who's not going to be able to make it on the main roster. If if I were to pick one, and it is because what Nicole says is because his personality isn't as strong as the others. Roderick works in the mid-card, true enough. And he works as, um, I hate to call him this, but he works as a hanger-on for the group. He rounds them out. And his wrestling capability isn't in question. He's great. I don't take anything from him. But he doesn't have the personality to hold on, hold his own on the main roster. That's where the issue comes in. So if they're on a standstill, like either we all go up or none of us go up, then they're going to be in NXT for a minute. I just, I don't want to see them get buried like i understand that every once in a while the old guard of nxt has to step aside because they need to put the new people in that i think gargano sure i think that's what a lot of a lot of people like about nxt they're just like cool because we know 
okay, so whether they stay or they go, you know, fuck, people are going to, like, like these wrestlers. Um, I think why a lot of people are just like, oh, NXT can't be considered a third brand because they, they're so used to people being called up. But then you see people like, Champa has a good reason why he wants to retire at NXT. He's done his due. He's done his due diligence. He's done his time. You know the neck injury he has really fucked him up. But he wants to finish up in NXT. That I can understand. And he'll probably work backstage for NXT for the rest of his life. But then you have guys like Gargano, who refuse to move up it seems from NXT. And it's like, dude, if you're this great wrestler, this great indie wrestler that came into WWE and was, like, being pushed to the side, and then all of a sudden you managed to catch their attention by having a feud with Gargano, which is probably one of the best feuds in NXT history at this point, the first time it happened. Let me rephrase that. The first time it happened. But you're too much. It seems like you're just too much of a little bitch to go to the main roster because your your pals Ricochet and Alistair, people want to see Ricochet. I was happy to see him on Raw, even if it was for a um a fucking what the hell did I just hit? For a squash match against Bobby Lashley, but Ricochet still put on a great match. Uh I don't like him in shorts. I can tell you that right now. Bring back the whole chance. But it looked like his leg was taped up. So has he just been out with an injury and he's just been kind of taking his Time coming back. I don't. I don't know. I try to look it up. I didn't. I couldn't find anything. But um, but you know, Ricochet went up there, and everyone's like, "Oh, Ricochet's never gonna leave NXT." Ricochet got called up. Alistair Black got called up. Um, half the people who you came into with NXT either got called up to the main, like in Finn's case, got drafted to Raw, came back, and now is doing great, or they're on the main roster on any of the shows. And it just seems like Gargano puts a bad taste in the mouth of just trying to say Vin Man... What I'm trying to say is that when Gargano there, it kind of puts it in a bad perspective of making... of people considering NXT a third brand, which a lot of people do. But when you have Gargano over here whining and crying that he doesn't want to go up to the main roster, even though he's perfectly fine. He's got no injuries. He's got, he doesn't have a shit attitude like Velveteen or anything like that. And it just seems like he's whining about going up to the main roster. I think that's what puts a lot of people, like a taste in a lot of people's mouth. What I just mean to say is that with Gargano whining and crying, that he doesn't want to go up to the main roster while everybody else he's worked with either went to the main roster and came back or went to the main roster and stayed there. And he's the only one who's still there by choice. It's just kind of like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like you, you, like you're getting older and you said it yourself, Tiff. It's like him and Champa. Cause we all know Tiff loves Champa. He, here, but you, you you even said it that that last match that him and Champa had, there was really no need for that, and they could have gave it to two of the 
two of the like I don't, fuck it, two of the new class guys or two of the guys who were on their way out. They didn't have to do Champa versus uh, Gargano Part Twenty Six. I felt like that should have been loser leaves NXT, and then that would have made it worthwhile. But because both of them are so gun ho about staying, which Champa actually has a decent reason. Okay, Johnny Gargano's just being a selfish dickwad. I'm sorry. Everybody can come at my neck if you want, but he's just being selfish. There's just no reason for that. But, Nicole, do you have anything to say about that or do you want to move on? I mean, you guys pretty much said everything that I was thinking, so no, I don't really have anything to add more add to it. That isn't disparaging. Sorry it took me so long to get to the game. Oh, no, you're fine. Okay, you're good. (laughs) We only got two more rumors to go, and then we'll be done. Tessa Blanchard. (sighs) Rumor is that a lot of superstars, well, some, a small handful, the superstars are talking in Vince McMahon's ear about hiring Tessa Blanchard. And here is the report. There definitely is... <laughs> I've mentioned this already. She's a big name now, and there are a number of people in WWE who have been singing Tessa's praises for a while. I don't know for sure whether they take the punt, but it wouldn't surprise me. I'm not going to name any names of who in the company has been essentially chewing Vince's ear off as to who, as to you should hire Tessa Blanchard, but he feels it's very difficult to get away from it. I'll tell you that. Now, who who is it? Because I never heard. Or you can just put them in a chat. What about the fight? Yeah, they didn't print it. Oh. They did not print it. So, what do you guys think? The rumor is that Meltzer and there's a guy. What's his name? His name is Tom Coolahue. And he's on a show called Dropkick Discussions. And he's the one who revealed that there are people backstage chewing Vince McMahon's off to sign Tessa Blanchard. But he didn't say specifically who was telling Vince to hire Tessa Blanchard. So what do you guys think? Nicole, you go first. Um, I I don't know who I was talking about this with. I think it was you guys. So... The only, or I was talking about this in the chat. It was the chat. The uh, the only way I can see this being allowed if they do, like, what they were doing with um, Randy Orton a la Evolution. Mm-hmm. And they make someone, and someone who's on the roster is, like, also, like, responsible for them. Like, usually it's obviously it's someone with, you know, some more clout who's been within the game for a minute. And has good rapport with people backstage, other wrestlers, everyone. And it's like, and it's going to be one of those things like they did with Randy, like when he kept fucking up and they'd be like, all right, Triple H, um, Rick, you're in charge of this dude. If he messes up again, everybody's done. I don't care. And that's the only way I can see them doing that. Hmm. Um, which would be interesting to see who would be her handler. That's the only way I can that 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 would fly. Someone would have to be like, okay, 
get it together. Like, you can't be out here tripping. Right. So, if she does, it's going to be a very trial and error. I'm pretty sure that they will have a clause if you act up or if you don't do A, B, and C, and D, you will be gone. Period. Because I don't think... Well, go ahead. Finish, Nicole, because I'm sorry. I thought you were No, that's about it. No, go go ahead. I know you're about to No, I don't don't even... Honestly, I don't even remember what else I was about to say. I'm tired. Um, But, yeah, like, she would have to have a handler. Uh, That's the only way I can see this going. I don't... And I I don't even think she'll have a three-strike. I think they'll be very one or two-strike with her. Um, I'm just going to say this about Miss Blanchard because I don't want to give her any more time or energy. Um, they just, not even a month ago, they furloughed and or released 30-plus superstars, writers, producers, etc. In the middle of a global epidemic, we know WWE does this every year. So it was like no surprise. We knew it was coming up how we even joked about it. But when name after name after name kept coming, we were like, what the fuck? If they hire Tessa Blanchard after releasing all those people, some of them not even knowing if they're going to get at their job after all this done, and they hire her, oh, I'd be, I'd be pissed. I, I would just be like, it, it, sh- it will show you that the company itself doesn't fucking care about the people who they furloughed, but it also shows that they just don't care about their wrestlers in general. Hmm. And that's all I got to say about that. Well, I'm going to say my piece and then we got one more. I don't give a shit about Tessa Blanchard. I think she needs to keep her ass where she is. End of the conversation. We're going to move on because the last thing is about Shayna Baszler. Now, rumor is that Vince McMahon is the reason why we haven't seen Shayna Baszler in a while. And apparently, I can only do this by quote because this is what they said was the reason why he decided to pull Shayna from being champion and everything that Paul Heyman had set in motion is when it came to Shayna. He completely reversed. So here's the quote from Heal by Nature by way of Dave Meltzer. Vince also soured on Baszler completely because he never conceptually grasped the style that an MMA fighter should use in pro wrestling. And she doesn't check his buttons when it comes to women in wrestling. So he made the call to remove her push and take her off television. Um, so what does that mean, tick his boxes? It means she's not aesthetically pleasing, according to Vince McMahon. Mm. Which is what I said. <laughs> I remember saying this. I have said this on several occasions. Because of the type of women he likes to have, 
she does not fit the mold when it comes to females in the WWE. And I don't think she should. I think they should have a variety of representation of women in the WWE because not everybody is a tall, leggy blonde with red lipstick. And all of us need to be seen. And Shayna, whether her sexual orientation is male, female, pan, whatever, makes no never mind to me. Shayna represents in a certain aesthetic that does exist amongst females in our society. So to make it appear from this rumor, we're going by this rumor because it's alleged. It is what it is. To make it appear as though Shayna doesn't fit the mold of what you consider to be a female superstar, that's wrong. And if she was able to be the star she was in NXT, she very well could have been the same star, if not better, in WWE. She just needed to have the right story and the right machine behind her. Now, given the fact that you pretty much handed her Elimination Chamber, which in hindsight is really fucked up because you cost all of those women a decent match and if you weren't high on Shayna, the least you could have done is made the match worthy. Paul Heyman booked that match so that that match made Shayna be the dominant one. She was overly dominant in that match. Now you've pulled her from TV after she lost that mania and she had maybe a couple matches after that and then she's been gone. If what this rumor says is true, then all of that time you wasted building Shayna Baszler. You wasted it. Now, Becky was on the Bellas podcast, and she said that she was prepared to drop that title to Shayna Baszler at WrestleMania, but she said the plans changed. So she did what she was supposed to do. That's the plight of wrestling. That's what you have to do. And I was like, okay, so Shayna was originally supposed to get the title, but then Vince said, no, let Becky keep her. Yeah, so Becky said that she was very confused by that. And um, funnily enough, and then, I mean, this kind of, this is a little bit of segue of it, but I want to mention it since you messed up podcasts, which I actually listen to. I don't dislike the Bellas. I, there's too many podcasts. I don't pick theirs to listen to. It's nothing bad of it. It's not a bad podcast. It's just too much that I want to listen to, and I don't, and they're just, like, at the bottom of the total pool. So they're kind of like, if I really like a guest, or if I really... Excuse me. If I really like the subject matter, I'll listen to it. So this episode is good. And then they also had Daniel Bryan on episode, and they all talked about Black Lives, Black Lives Matter and the difference of not being only not not being just not racist, but being anti-racist. And they have, like, a really good conversation, and I really enjoy that. And that's and they have a lot of really good information, um, talked about, like, a lot of the books that they read to get more familiar with that um, as well and to educate themselves so they can able to educate their um, children so they can help break the cycle, which is um, I appreciate. But that's besides the point. Um, Becky also... I think Becky had every intention, and like I said, and I said this before, I think how they were, and then they also somewhat confirmed this, how they were supposed to get married after Mania, 
because she talked about, you know, she said she always wanted to have like a baby around this, this time of her life, regardless of what was going on. And, mm-hmm. uh, excuse me. And they they started trying, but since she was like, my my body, so my I've been beating up my body for so many years. She's like, I just didn't think it would, you know, it would happen this fast. Right. So so she was like, okay, so by the time it maybe happens, like I'll probably like we'd already be married and off, and I'd be off TV. But since she didn't drop to Shayna and all this happened and you know everything turned out how it was which I also thought was surprising because I was like she had every intention of getting ready to go out for X amount of time regardless of all this right but so that's why I think and as soon as she said that I said some happened I said they don't like Shayna And then, you know what, that's, that's a damn shame, because I was mad at the end of Elimination Chamber, because they just, they had Shayna just destroy everybody, and there was so much, like, push behind her to go up with Becky, and then it's just like, they changed their mind, and I'm really, I'm really fucking sick of Vince doing that. Or he's just like, nope, changed my mind, nope, changed my mind, nope, changed my mind. And I'm just like, you, you can't keep doing that, man. Now, I thought the reason we hadn't seen Shayna is maybe that she had stayed home. She was one of the people who were like, nope, I'm out. Like, I'm going to stay at home till all this is over and done with after WrestleMania. But you, you fucking can't do that. And they can't use, like, oh, Vince doesn't like Heyman's ideas. Like, no, that's... Vince, we've said it before, Vince does not need to be part of the writing. He does not need to be part of the script making. He needs to just leave that alone. Because anytime he gets involved with that, shit goes sideways. And I'm just... We could have had Oscar versus Baszler, and now we're getting Sasha versus Oscar, which is no shade towards Sasha, but I just think a Baszler Oscar match would be a really great match, and the feud would be great. Yeah, and it'd be on their show. <laughs> they wouldn't have to share. They wouldn't have to take up a spot from somebody. <laughs> The problem, I don't have a problem with the match for Asuka versus um, Sasha. I really don't. I think that they're going to put on a great show regardless. What I have an issue with is I feel like Shayna's there. Shayna definitely could be giving Asuka a true feud. They seem to be going through the motions until they figure out what they want to do. They knew that Sasha and Bayley could jump between shows. This is the most I've seen those tag titles be defended since they've been in inception, if you ask me. <clears throat> and I just feel like they they didn't have to use Sasha to do this, but I'm okay with it. However, at the same time, Shayna could have 
been having a decent feud with Asuka, and it seemed like they were starting to go there. But once Heyman was removed, everything that he had put in motion stopped, with the exception of Drew McIntyre staying as champion and Apollo Crews becoming U.S. champion. Everything else seemed to go at just either away or a complete standstill. Ricochet and Cedric were put in at one point as a tag team. We saw them wrestling, and then they were gone for at least a month they were out. We didn't see them wrestle. They weren't on TV. Everything Heyman has started doing, the superstars he was high on, they're all out, and they're nowhere to be found. And Vince McMahon has Pritchard taking over. And because Pritchard pretty much does whatever Vince wants, he's happier this way. Now, do I think that Smack Raw is a little bit more cohesive? Sure, it's it's very much on the same vein as SmackDown. It has a continuous storyline and keep on the course. But it also has lost some of the edge that made Raw Raw. So in that regard, Nicole was very right at the distinction of the two shows. And now we're seeing them pretty much be just one long-ass show. I would hope Bruce Preacher changes his mind when it comes to Shayna. Shayna's viable. And if you're not going to utilize Shayna, Bianca's there. And I get what Nicole was saying about Bianca. But right now, at this point, I just want something fun to watch on TV. And Bianca is fun to watch. Um... I like, I, I want to see what they're going to do, and I want to see how she would fare up against um, Bianca and how that how Asuka would fare up against Bianca, and I want to see how that whole scene would just play out. Right. And I, I feel bad for Shayna, because she deserves better than that, you know what I mean? Like, she's a good superstar, and I, even if she, and if it's that, that she's not aesthetically pleasing for you, I have a problem with that because I feel like that her appearance shouldn't be a problem as long as she ain't coming out there. I mean, Mick Foley used to come out there looking like he lived in a garbage can. No, no. Facts is facts. Truth is truth. Mick Foley looked like he was homeless. Tell the damn truth. Save the devil. I mean, I love Mick Foley, but he did. And I'm pretty sure he'd also say that he did, too. I mean, Triple H said the man barely washed his drawers. Not like, said he would go out there and wrestle, come in the back, his clothes be dripping in sweat, he would wring them out, put his clothes back on, take his ticket, get the money back for the ticket, and then drive to the next city. And he would sleep in his car and collect the money for the hotel. He was sleeping in his car. He was notoriously cheap, but he looked like a homeless man. Nobody said nothing about that. Everybody was happy about Mick Foley. Damn near dying on that damn cage every week. And laying on tax every other month and shit. And he always looked like he was about to kill over and die right then and there. And nobody said shit. Shayna come out there, her hair be done. She might she put on a little bit of makeup. Shayna clean, she don't stink. I don't see what the issue is. I don't I don't see what the problem is. The girl ain't she doesn't want to fuck her. That's the problem. Oh well, you know, Vince, not a lot of people want to fuck you either. So let's just I mean, the only person that did was was your wife. So I still have to fuck Linda's way too, like mm, girl. I'm just saying, like you everybody don't want to fuck you. 
And I don't care how many men's health magazines you cover, because them all steroid based. So it don't fucking matter. Like if your old ass can keep running around here looking like a burnt fucking lobster with muscles, looking like Larry the Lobster from SpongeBob on the cover of Men's Health, and everybody say Vince is all in cut and in shape. You got the head of a 77-year-old man and the body of a 20-year-old. That's weird. Just a bit. You ain't got nothing to say about that, but you mad about how Shane look? You better get the fuck over it and get this money. Money is where your bread and butter is. If money is all you care about, then you need to let her do her job. Now, if Brock Lesnar's ugly ass can be on TV every week and you be happy with that shit and we get roly-poly Paul Heyman ass holding on to them struggle hairs he call hair on the back of his head, if that's okay with you, then you should be okay with Shayna being out there. Thank you. Just leave it outside. And he, you're not wrong. I mean, like, they're... I'm really just... It, it's not the fucking attitude era anymore. And do we... Do, uh, not everybody has to look like everybody else. I like the fact that when the women come out, I can tell them all apart. Y'all used to have wrestlers. Like it's, not like it's, it's not like it's Barbie 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5. Facts. Right? Now, y'all have motherfuckers like Viscera... You had Yokozuna. You had um, who else? Mark Henry. You had Big Show. You had all of these big dudes. They were big dudes either in weight or in height. And I'm sorry, but not all of them were attractive people. But you had no issues with them being there or working live television. Rikishi's biggest claim to fame was him putting his ass in people's face. But we still we still pop for that shit. We still love Rikishi. We we ain't say nothing about all them dimples in his ass. You know what I'm saying? We didn't say nothing. I have those dimples in my ass now, so I'm really not saying nothing. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't say nothing about Rikishi's ass being all dimply and shit. We didn't say nothing about that. And he came out there with his ass out. Literally, his ass was out. And nobody said nothing. Everybody was just happy that Rikisha had his little hat on and was dancing in the middle of the ring. But you don't like the way Shayna looked. I don't know why. Because she don't want to fuck him. Well, I mean, like I said, don't want to fuck Larry the Lobster either. We, no, we don't. No, that's what your wife for. You know, or whatever mistress you got. I'm pretty sure Linda stopped having sex with him after Stephanie was born. Or after, who's the oldest? Shane. Yeah, so they probably stopped having sex when Shane was born. I don't know about that. <clears throat> I don't know. I wouldn't I know. You already Money got changed kids. a lot of things. Mm-mm. I'd be like, well, you got your two kids. Stay the far stay the far fuck away from me. I don't know if he got no other kids, but I I I think you fuck a lot of bitches. I'm be honest with you. Be honest. Who do you think has worse taste in men? The women who fucked Vince or the women who fucked Matt Riddle? Both. Uh, both. They're yeah. both horrible. Like, how can you pick? 
<laughs> First of all, Vince McMahon is old as dirt, and it, it pains me to even think about him in that way, shape, or form. So that part is gross. And just the mere fact that Vince, I don't see Vince as just a really nice, loving, cuddling type of guy. So, no. And then Matt Riddle's always high, so he probably don't know what the fuck he be doing, or he, he, I don't even think he can get it up half the time, if you want to know the truth. Mm. They're both horrible people, so they're both equally horrible. Yay. And that's all we got, and we ain't got no more, so... All right, folks, that's all we got. We ain't got no more. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed these episodes of Down for the Count. Now, the next episode of the show is definitely going to be something you want to listen to. Our very own Alexis went to a indie show this week. And, of course, we covered wrestling in terms of NXT, Great American Bash, and we covered AEW's um, Fighter Fest. And we also covered some more rumors and innuendo. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and look out for the next episode. It is coming soon. Unfortunately, I will not be featured on the next episode because I had some family troubles. But don't worry, Alexis and Nicole did a great job and you guys will still enjoy the show. And next week, I will be back, of course, to complete our trio for this episode, for the next episode of Down for the Count. So I hope you guys enjoyed and look out for the next episode. I'll see you guys next time.